Well, we are back for another Touchpoint. I'm here with Brandon. Uh, if you don't know, um, Brandon's our lead pastor here at NCC. I'm Matt. I'm our online and connections pastor, if you I'm don't wearing, know. I'm wearing the coat, yes. and you're wearing the cool hat. That is why. It's because I'm a lead pastor, and you're the online. You're cool. I'm lame. Is that how this works? Must be, Must I be. guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're just excited. We've been on this journey uh, for a long time, but a good time through Ephesians. So this is with week eight when you're going to be yeah. seeing this, um, which is just starting chapter four in Ephesians. And we're just going to pack these first like seven verses of that. Um, yeah. Let's do it. And yeah, it's good. And I think just, you know, there's what's cool, I think, about Ephesians. Maybe you can speak to this. It's, it's, keeps unpacking building i feel like in all of these dialogues we've had it's always remember this because it's said here and it was said there and then what it's calling us to and pointing us to so yeah we're going to just unpack this together awesome um, and just just dig into this so um i'll read um one through three and if you just read four through seven sure um, so it starts it says i therefore a prisoner for the lord urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness with patience bearing with one another in love eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace there is one body and one spirit just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call one lord one faith one baptism one god and father of all who is over all and through all and in all but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of christ's gift okay so we look at this and right that's this beautiful language and it talks about this idea of like calling, um, but then oneness. And so unity is something I think it's just hard. We, we so much, uh, our inclination is not to be united is right. to be divisive and to run from. Um, so what things should we look for specifically like to those who would say I'm a part of a local church, this local church, um, when we're talking about unity, if we are in Christ, what things should we look for when we talk about unity? Yeah, um, I think the first thing maybe that uh, we should expect is we should expect it to be hard. We hmm. should expect it to be difficult. So here's Paul, again, like you you hit on this. He says, I urge you, hmm. right? I yeah. urge you to do this, right? Um, elsewhere, making every effort to keep the bond of peace, hmm. right? There's this yeah. effort of like, or there's this emphasis on, um, you said it's not natural. Yeah. That left to our own, we will de-unify we will segregate hmm. we will, yeah. we will go back to what is easier for us and so our natural inclination like you said is to not be unified hmm. that unity takes work and so we should expect it to hmm. cost us we should expect it to hurt a little hmm. bit and i think it's why paul says what he says you know yeah. you alluded to this earlier um the first three chapters of ephesians are all these great truths of what Christ has yeah. done. And then yeah. here he just goes, therefore, woof. And so yeah. this is like him taking all of that, everything that Jesus mm -hmm. has done, uniting Jews and Gentiles, like reconciling lost sinners like us yeah. to God, yeah. um, all of that. And he says, now, therefore, ugh. And so yeah. now he's going to get practical. Um, Ephesians divides really neatly in half like that. Mm. So this is his first word of real strong yeah. practicality. Yeah. And the first thing he says is, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy hmm. of the calling to which you've been called, as if to say, 
this is going to be hard. This is going to take some yeah. work. So I think that's one of the first things that we should look for. Like when, when, how do we know we're unified or what should we expect if we're going to pursue unity in a church? Don't think it's going to be easy. Don't mm. expect this to come naturally. You're going to have to work at this. Um, and that way I think any relationship um, takes work. Any good relationship worth having takes work. Um, you think of anybody who's married, you go, yeah. this doesn't happen naturally. Anybody yeah. who's a parent doesn't happen naturally. Same thing in a church. Um, same thing with a body. Unity is, is mm. hard, I think. So that's kind of how, yeah. how I'd start. No, that's good. And I think it is like that. Even like he says, urge number three, it says eager. And so I think there's mm. something about like, we remember what Jesus has done is it's this, our inward affections get changed. And so I think there's some of that of like, if I'm eager to maintain this, I have to be about something more than myself, more yeah. than my natural inclinations. And so that is such a good word. Cause I think, and maybe you could speak to this, um, as right, as our lead pastor, but you've been in ministry, um, for right. A handful of years. Um, <laughs> it's all, you know what it is this August, it's two decades. That's awesome. And like, this August, which like, feels really strange. That's, that's something that's worth celebrating. <laughs> like your, your faithfulness to Jesus, uh, in that, in that way for two decades. But so how have you seen, like, so how have you seen that handled the reality though, of like where you are now in two decades of ministry yeah. is probably vastly different than the season you were in, in year one. Yeah. And so in a church where it's made up of I think mm -hmm. even as Paul's talking here, like that there's different seasons of growth and different journeys mm -hmm. in everyone's sanctification. Yeah. So when it says urge you to, and then eager to maintain what like words of wisdom or insight or like from where maybe mm -hmm. you haven't done that well, have you seen that yeah. handled of when Paul is saying, yeah. right, to fight for that oneness? Gosh, that's, that's really good. I didn't expect that question that way. So <laughs> that's, that's a fun one to, to muse on for a minute. Um, no, I, I uh, I'll speak personally in, in a minute. I think, uh, you know, I've I've probably made more blunders than successes in ministry. I think that's not false humility. I think that's just reality. Just trying to live and lead as a human. Mm -hmm. Um. But no, when you look at look at the church's track record, and I don't mm -hmm. mean our church necessarily here at North Can Chapel. I just mean maybe the church in the West. Mm -hmm. In, in the last several decades, we, we don't have a very good track record of pursuing unity. We have mm. a, a much better track record of voicing our opinion um, and, and causing disunity. All, all under the guise of nobility. Like, I'm going to go do the right thing, and here's my flag, and I'm going to plant it in the field, and this mm. is what I'm about. And if you're with me, you're with me. And if you're not, you're not, you know. Um, you know, we could just look over the shoulder. It, it used to be like hymns versus choruses uh, in church. I remember when that was like the thing. Yeah. And that was like the dividing line. Um, Bible translations, you know, these things that we would now look at and almost with a, with a, a nostalgia, you know, mm. you've been in ministry for a little while too, man. Yeah. So like you look back and you go, oh, weren't those cute? <laughs> like weren't those great little, little yeah. arguments that we got in yeah. back in the day, you know? And of course, post COVID, post, you know, 2016, post 2020 election, like all mm. this stuff, we look back and we go, gosh, those were like really cute little arguments we had there for a while. And for some reason, now the world seems so much more divisive. And so our work is now harder. Mm. Um, the, the, the push for unity, I think, is harder than it's ever been. It's going to cost us more than I think it really ever has, because mm. we could kind of fake it for a little while. Yeah. You know? Um, I think for me, and you asked me personally, I'd, I'd get to it. I, um, 
I think we have to be very, very careful what hills we're going to die on. Um, life as a Christian presents you an endless oper- or an endless offering of hills that you can die on. You can have an opinion about anything. And um, I talk about this a lot, I think, in my ministry these days. Um, because it's something that has been such a guiding light for me where Paul says, I resolve to know nothing among you except yeah. Jesus Christ and him crucified so that your faith may not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the wisdom of God. Hmm. And I go, gosh, I love that because what that tells me is although life will keep coming wave after wave of potential issues and, and you know, whatever. And Paul goes, you know, I'm just going to die on this hill. And um, I, that, that has shaped a lot of my thinking about unity in, in recent days, that Christ really is the only one who can unite disparate, broken people. So how do we draw, um, how do we know or how do we draw like hard lines mm-hmm. in relationship with people, but do it in a way um, that is like the Jesus way? Um, you know, cause I think there's this balance of like, mm-hmm. we won't always, and you see like even Paul in his ministry, there's times where he parted ways with people. Yeah. And I always wonder, I was like, where, like with some of those, it's like, what, what happened? <laughs> um, you kind of want to look under the hood. Yeah. And be like, I want to know what broke up that relationship. Yeah. yeah. What would have caused that? Yeah. So what, yeah. Like how, how do we know or how do we discern? And then like, what is that way? If that is something to, yeah. to draw those lines yeah. of. I'm going to go somewhere else to answer that, if that's all right. I want to go to, um, so 1 Corinthians 11. Yeah. This to me is great. So 1 Corinthians 11, um, if you're a Christian who attends church regularly, you hear 1 Corinthians 11 read almost every time we celebrate communion or the Lord's Supper. That's where those words come from, where Paul says these things, you know, the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread, this is my body. We know those words, those are familiar. What we don't know is what comes right before that. Um, here's what comes right before that. Um, he says, I hear when you come together, it's not for the better, but for the worst. So he's mm-hmm. talking about a church that's coming together for worship and it isn't good. And, and then he says, for in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you and I believe it in part for there must be factions among you in order that those who are genuine among you may be recognized. Mm-hmm. That's a really strong line. Yeah. Where Paul actually says, because we think Paul's the, you know, no, no, no divisions. Yeah. No, just unite, just yeah. unite. And he says, no, he says, I know there must be factions among you so mm. that the approved among you, or in this translation, the genuine among you may be recognized. My mind goes to where Jesus says, like, I, you think I've come to bring peace. I really haven't. I've actually yeah. come to bring a sword, hmm. which... I'm, you know, I, I wrestle with that one. I think you, you probably do too. My, my natural sensibility is like, I don't like sword wielding Jesus. I don't like division yeah. saluting Paul. Like I want, yeah. I want something that's a little warmer. Yeah. Um, so what's underneath all this, um, whether it's Paul here in first Corinthians hmm. where Jesus says this in the gospels, there's this greater cost that he says, you know, we are pursuing the things of the Lord. Hmm. And so out of that comes those words of communion Hmm. that bring us right back to the foot of the cross, right? Hmm. Um, So long answer, we'll go around a different direction here. In in the Gospels, what strikes me, again, is there are those who were termed outsiders and those who were termed insiders. Hmm. People that we thought were inside, you know, they they got their stuff together. They behaved right. They know all the right stuff. These are the good people. 
And then there's people on the outside, whether they were the wrong ethnicity, um, they were asking the wrong questions, wrong questions. They did the wrong things. But when you look at the Gospels, um, what we see is that Jesus doesn't seem to draw lines as much as Jesus does directions. Hmm. And so Jesus is a little bit more concerned with not who's outside of whatever line yet. He's not so concerned with that. He's really saying, are you moving toward me or are you moving away from me? Hmm. That's a good word. So he makes it a little bit different. Um, now, we, we should not take that to mean that there is no salvation point. And that yeah. there, that, that's not yeah. what I mean by that. Jesus tends to watch and look around for people who are interested in moving toward him. And that determines his posture. Yeah. So his problem with the Pharisees, right? Those, the right ones, the insiders, yeah. they had this posture toward Jesus. We're like, we're good. We don't need you. And Jesus is like, I think you do. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. All right. But then you have all these examples of like the woman who washes his feet with her hair. Mm. You have Zacchaeus. You have a tax collector. You have these, these people who are desperate for Jesus. Uh, the woman at the well in John 4. You can just, I mean, Luke, especially in his gospel. It's just this endless parade of people who didn't seem, but what they were all doing was they were moving toward Jesus. Mm. And so Jesus recognizes that direction and he goes, I, I want to talk to you a little bit more. Um, so all that to say, I think direction actually sets the table for unity better than a line. No, and I think that's that's like such a good word because I think sometimes we in the church almost feel like we have to like protect our doors. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the idea of, of right of lines versus yeah. direction. And I think there will be moments where people turn away, right? Cause you see even in Jesus ministry where there are the crowds that followed him, then yeah. there'd be moments where they turned away, but it isn't like Jesus wasn't the one that, that turned them away. Right. He was still, he was, doing right doing what the the father had sent him to do and right proclaiming that he's proclaiming that repentance and then they would choose to and i think that is an interesting posture and obviously there are some things we see scripturally where um right if they if we are going to take on a a platform in the sense of like a, a title or a position where right we're we're teaching or an elder deacon then i think sure. that's like this hard lines but i think sometimes we feel like in the I say with this of like the the gathering place, and I think that is the balance of like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a church that says everyone's welcome here. To what extent do they mean that? Do we and, really mean that? Yeah. How? And, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, and I think I think that is the hard thing of like, and I know how I'm wired. Where I'd say I'm not going to turn yeah. like anyone away from stepping into our worship gathering. Yeah, yeah. And I think then we will set the boundaries of lines of like, and you agree of like here's what communion is and here's who's, who yeah. takes it. And if you're not in Christ, we ask yeah. that you not participate for, for in this. For your own benefit. Yeah. I think, um, let me, I'll go back to the personal question a little bit too. When I look back over, over times in ministry, some of the biggest mistakes that I've made, uh, whether it's with unity or not, it, it, it hasn't been with, um, you know, I don't want to say it. It hasn't been with opportunities of like, man, I wish I would have gone this way or done this big thing or follow mm. this trail. Most of them are like, gosh, I, I, I didn't have my eyes open for people who were moving toward Jesus. And my mm. job as a pastor, my calling kind of similar to Paul's is, is to say, my job is to help you take that next step closer to him. How, yeah. how can I do that? You know, and I, I, I've been in ministry long enough. And so have you, or you can look over your shoulder and you could probably name on more than one hand people who now 
years later you look back and go gosh i wish i would have like i wish i just would have called that person or i wish i would have reached out and yeah. just like put my arm around them and said let me just help you take this next step toward jesus um it, it, it's not that you know i was ever i don't think maybe i was ever like this i don't have this pharisaical impulse strongly in me uh, to keep people at arm's length but but um those are the biggest regrets i have in ministry mm -hmm. are that like i know people who are far from the lord now and um yeah. you just go gosh i wish <laughs> i wish there's something i could do and so i gotta get i gotta go to the lord about that again and just say like jesus they are yours they belong yeah. to you and i was faithful in my time you know so i don't, I don't yeah. throw guilt on myself no not and i hear that and i think but i think that is a good word i think for all of us because even in right going back to right remember in the first three as it looks mm. at this is what god has done mm. right and even maybe just near because it was it was the the piece that i got to to bring in the section mm -hmm. where we talked about like right god was the one who brought drew near yeah. so even that is like that is this this direction movement and so i think maybe just an encouragement to us as we're watching i think sometimes because it's easier because we're afraid of getting it wrong we want to set these hard lines and i think there mm -hmm. there clearly is in scripture these these lines of like what is sure sin and living in yeah um but i think that that peace that's given when it's the okay god is drawing god is building mm -hmm. and so as we abide with him then we can sit and ask ourselves okay what do you ask me to do with this one yes. or with this group um and rest in that because i think sometimes when we get don't know what to do i think it comes out of this place of fear mm -hmm. um and if we would just sit and be still mm -hmm. i think like through his word like mm -hmm. that, that he's a good father and a good shepherd yeah. and he'll speak to us and he'll guide us like he gives us the helper yeah. um that reminds us that says will teach us and help us mm -hmm. remember what he has taught there's this i mean we talk about unity a lot who i don't, I don't know anybody that wouldn't say yes unity let's go after it all are welcome here right that's that's something we well do we really believe that, right? And especially yeah. in the day that, that we live, that phrase can mean a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and so we would love to say, yes, all that are welcome here, but we need to know. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, all that to say, like, unity really is only the result of an intentional relationship. Hmm. And so unity, like we say, it, it takes work. It doesn't happen naturally. Unity happens because I am, an, I am intentionally moving toward you with the gospel, in a relational way. So I'm not gonna hold this up as like yeah. a poster over here and go, hey, this is what we're about. Like, that's not how this works. Remember, like John 1, yeah. the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood, yeah. the message said. So Jesus, mm. like you said, just moved closer to us. And that's what we're called to do is like yeah. move closer and, and, to, and to, to, to um, punch holes in the darkness around mm. us and yeah. take the light of the gospel. We are always moving toward. Um, and I think that's really what, what, what sets the table for unity. Um, yeah. It isn't just like, let's, here's the position. Let's make sure you interact with the position. It isn't that. It's like, no, you, you are the position embodied. Hmm. You are the person. And so um, unity is that, that result yeah. of that intentional relational uh, hmm. connection. Well, I love that. Thanks so much just for sitting and, and helping us yeah. unpack that and just a good dialogue. And um, yeah, if you're, if you're watching, just be encouraged. Um, if you have yeah. questions about, um, yeah, about Jesus, about what this means to be a church that is centered on him as united. Um, we'd love to, to have that connection, to have you continue coming on this journey with us Absolutely. as we dig into Ephesians. So thanks. And we'll see you next time.